0: Welcome to Fertility Docs Uncensored. I am Dr. Carrie Bedient from the Fertility Center of Las Vegas, and I have with me Dr. Abby Eblen from Nashville Fertility Center and Dr. Susan Hudson from the Texas Fertility Center. And we are delighted to have two of my patients here with us today. We have Courtney and Danielle, and you guys have been together for quite some time now or have known each other, I should say. How long, how long ago did you meet?
1: We've been to, or we knew each other twenty years ago. Yeah, it's been twenty oh, wow. years. Oh wow.
0: And together
2: thirteen years married for Ford. No. Yeah,
1: there you go. So how did you two meet? In college. Um I'm actually originally from Southern California, but Courtney's born and raised in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so we met in college um through sports. And it was we had been really good friends for a long time. Um dating other people but then <laughs> we finally realized hey we this is we actually really like being around each other a lot so it, and then it, we've been inseparable since
0: so how long have you been dating then before you guys got married
2: ish so nine years yeah before, we got married actually
0: on our nine-year anniversary oh, yes that's sweet, yeah. And I love how you both look at each other, <laughs> doing that date checkup. Am yeah. I going to say the same thing she's saying? Am I going no, to get in trouble? I noticed that
1: too. That's funny. Yeah, I don't want to talk over her either. So we were like,
0: yeah. How did you guys decide to get married when you did?
1: Well, you tell them the part about how we decided and then I'll go into Sure. So
2: it kind of just kept getting, I'll say, postponed. We were waiting for the right time, you'll call it. And I'm not sure if there's ever a right time. Uh (laughs) And so with uh, different job changes and things like that, it, you know. Going to school and
1: we moved in between there.
2: Yeah. Both of us went back to school. And so life was kind of just getting in the way. And so just got yeah I'll say extended um but I think from day one for both of us, it felt like we were married, and so we were content with that and
1: The best part is we both have sisters who have um, had been married through either us dating or, um, you know, before that, and they all had these really big, elaborate weddings. So the more years that passed, I would tease her and say, oh, well, I'm the more that this passes. I get to plan what I really want. Like um, at some point I wanted to be at the the beach and then at some point I wanted to be around my family in California and I wanted it to be around Christmas. So I just kept saying things. (laughs) Courtney at one point said, at some point you're going to ask me to have Santa Claus literally roll in on off the dolphin <laughs> with your ring. And I was like, yes, that sounds perfect. That would be the greatest proposal ever. So how did
0: it actually happen? Yeah.
1: So um, it, I had no idea it was coming, first of all, because we had talked about we had just moved and um, we just got into a house. And so we there was a lot of, oh, in a few years, we'll plan on this when we can. And neither one of us were too interested in the big wedding anymore, because living through We've that. We've been winter, to several oh, of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and, your bride's made enough. And yeah. You're over it.
1: yeah. And, and it's a lot of planning. And oh. anyway, Uh, So we were good with it being something smaller, but, um, She had told me that we were going to go for President's Day weekend, actually, which also had Valentine's Day wrapped into it like this weekend. Uh We were going to go wine tasting in California with her sister. So we were uh, in my mind, I always let my parents know like where we're going to go just in case, you know, anything ever came up. So I had told my parents that we were flying into Northern California because I thought we were doing wine tasting up there. Um, But I was so out of touch with what she had actually been planning this whole time because I had a job that made me travel a lot. I was only home maybe two or three days out of the entire month. Mm-hmm. And so she said she was going to plan this. And I knew I just needed to be home from a work trip and have another suitcase packed ready to go. So I told my parents we're going on wine tasting in Northern California. Well, long story short, um, we got all the way through security at the airport and to the gate before I realized that the um, place that we were going to was Southern California, was in Orange County, uh-huh. not Northern. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even notice. I, I told the security guy at TSA because he was like,
3: oh, where are you guys going? I'm like, oh we're
1: going to go to San Francisco as he's stamping my you know ticket that says clearly Orange County and That's I'm not funny. paying any attention. Oh, so this wasn't a secret.
0: This was on your ticket and you just...
1: I missed the detail. Okay. I've traveled so much for my job when I was going to travel for, you know, pleasure. I wasn't going to yeah, pay attention to yeah, any exactly. details I knew She'd had it under control. So anyways, I panically call my parents on the airplane and say, Hey, I'm so sorry. I, t- I thought we were going to Northern California. I missed it, but I'm sitting and I'm sitting on the airplane because I had before Courtney because I had rewards right? So, mm-hmm. so I got to board airplane first so anyway I call <laughs> them like secretively I think and say um, I don't let Courtney know she would be so disappointed if I wasn't paying that close attention to this wonderful trip and uh-huh. I'm sitting on the airplane we're going to Orange County I'll let you know where we end up and I should have known something was up at that point because my mom parents were like oh okay yeah, I mean, she was so too cool about it like no big <laughs> deal just enjoy and that is not my mom's personality <laughs> ah, so more than just Courtney was in on it Yeah, honestly, huh? yeah. So you
0: guys come by your planning Honestly, then, yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: So anyways, this really could be the longest story ever, but the highlights are we finally get to Southern California. We're staying in a hotel for one night and then we're supposed to meet our sister the next day. And um, I got up and, you know, did my hair, makeup, all the normal things because I think we're going wine tasting. And she kept telling me, oh, my sister called. She's not ready yet. postponing. And I didn't know where they were coming from. And all I thought was, you know, she's late and we're never going to get to the actual place (laughs) that I want to go taste wine first, right? Um, So the whole day passes and Courtney starts saying things to me like, well, why don't we go get our hair done at the blow dry bar? Why don't we go get our makeup done? Which is the polar opposite of anything. <laughs> if you knew her, well, that's not anything she's ever interested in, but she knows I'm really interested in it. And instead of just going with it, I literally said, why? I've already done my hair and makeup. It's fine. Like, how late is she going to be? You know, I'm- Hopefully I w- there's some wine in this story because yeah. I think you really wanted some wine. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So- Anyways, yeah,
2: fast forward to the proposal. Her yeah. parents were in there. My parents came into town Aww. and her sister came
1: down. Yeah, yeah, she had like a 45 minute video of every picture How we'd ever funny. taken together for awesome. all those years.
2: Yeah, and they all helped to kind of get that all planned out or yeah. set up, I guess, in the room. So yeah, and then Aww,
1: the next m- surprise. Yeah, the next morning, she even had more of my family come and meet us for breakfast. My aunt, my cousins got to be there and oh, see, it still gets me choked up. Really, so and there was sweet. a little Christmas tree in there, you know, um, and the ring was in a box under the Christmas tree. So she really did. She listen, really did. weekend, and yet there was a Christmas tree yeah. there with the ring under the Christmas yeah. tree. That's cool. Yeah, she really nice went all out. It was awesome, and she had cameras set up all over the room, so we have it all video recorded Aww. too. So that's even more special.
0: Yeah. this makes so much sense knowing both of you because when you <laughs> both came to my office, I mean. Uh, Courtney, you're in law. Danielle, you're a special educator and in, in a very high powered position within that um, that arena. And when you both came in to talk to me for the first time, you were sitting there and I remember your notebook and you took notes. <laughs> and I felt like I'm important. Someone is actually <laughs> listening to me. This is amazing. Yeah. And... And just every visit we had, the notebook popped out and the questions were very (laughs) clearly (laughs) written down. And you both were just so methodical about everything. This fits perfectly. I mean, your story just matches. So did you do a lot of research before coming in? Because you guys, many of our patients, when they come in, they don't anticipate having to be in our office one day. But you guys kind of knew, all right, we're gonna we're gonna need some help somewhere along the line. So had you tried anything at home before coming to see me, or did you just come straight to the fertility office to say, okay, what do we do and how do we do it? So I, we re- researched what we could on the Internet,
2: but we also know don't trust, you know, everything you read. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of where we tried to um, develop our questions from. Uh-huh. And uh, but then everything else was off the first meeting with you.
1: Yeah. And we had friends that had gone through this process as well for the same per- like reasons that we are. We went through the process. And um they, some of them had actually been to your fertility clinic first. We did have some friends that had gone someplace else, but all of the clinics offered some sort of like a uh, come get to know us or, you know, learn about what we offer. So we did both of those at your clinic and at the other place. And it, it was a no brainer once they start to talk about the staff because everything else, like the procedures and stuff all sounded pretty sa- the same mm-hmm. and differences in money really weren't there. It, um, you know, something some one part of it would seem cheaper at one place, but the other place had this step two was cheaper. So in the end, you're, you're probably spending about the same. same amount, yeah. It really came down to um, people, right? Like who treated our friends the best and where would they like to go to? And so, where
2: did we feel comfortable? Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's how we ended up um, at
3: your office. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys decide to do initially?
2: We started off with IUI. Um, I guess in our mind, it seemed the, I'll say, least invasive. And we obviously knew why we weren't getting pregnant together. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to give ourselves a chance um, to see if it worked. And
1: None of, our, nobody in our family had any fertility mm-hmm. issues either. Mm-hmm. So we really thought maybe it would, would just be a matter of trying to bring in the male factor and mm-hmm. that would allow us to get pregnant, but... And uh, we also knew that we were older than any of our other family members who yeah. had gotten pregnant too. So we knew not to totally guarantee that that was going to work, but.
0: And you knew from the beginning that Danielle, you were the one who wanted to carry. Yeah, And so, cause I remember just gently broaching the subject <laughs> at the, from the very beginning and Courtney was like, no, thank you. <laughs> no. She'll be great. Yeah. Um, and, and so we did quite a few IUIs with the the first one and um, and had you know the normal up and down fertility road. You know, I remember there was a positive in there at one point, and unfortunately, it didn't stay a positive test. Um, and so that's a, a bit of a bumpy ride as well. But how how did you guys go through that IUI process, and what was the evolution as you were thinking this is going to work, and then well, maybe maybe there are other things at play here because you can get pregnant, but it wasn't sticking. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Want me to sure. start. So um we really were hoping that the just initial IUIs would work. And we knew that it was gonna be, you know, medicine and we knew that it would be an emotional roller coaster too. Because our friends, we have some really great people who are willing to share everything with us. So we, it, they didn't sugarcoat any of it. But even knowing all of that, when you're experiencing it, even when it's around really wonderful people who are kind and great, it still really sucks. So it really does. Um, yeah, yeah. We doubt. we do you remember we took some breaks in between? I think mm-hmm. we had five rounds of IUI, right. and yes. I think we took a break in between three and four.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember a cruise ship with your grandma yes. was <laughs> was in the middle because there was yes. a lot of planning around that. How
1: do we get grandma to Alaska? Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we had these aspirations of um, not telling anybody in our family that we were pregnant, just like normal um, people who get pregnant do, and then surprising them with, hey, Mm -hmm. we got pregnant. So. After it didn't, IUI number two didn't happen. And we were having like this emotional tug. And we, it was so hard not to say anything to our parents because we're pretty close to both sets of our parents. And um, by the time we got to number three, we were like, okay, this is somebody, somebody else besides just the two of us on this planet and everybody at the clinic, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> need to know to try to help us uh, to get through it. But um, so we did end up telling our parents, but like grandma didn't know. So mm-hmm. that was the whole planning around yeah. uh, the cruise uh, with her.
2: So do you think that was a good decision to bring your family into it? I think, yeah, I, I think it was very helpful at that time. Daniel um, Daniel's very supportive and um, I think we make a pretty good team, yeah, but yeah. it was nice to have that additional support um, at that point. Cause you know, you go in hoping the best and of course, hoping number one works and, and then the process kind of plays out as it does. Yeah. And so it was helpful at that point in time to bring them in. And they, they knew that we were going to start trying. Yeah. Um, we just, we were looking for that exciting moment of, you know, you're going to be grandparents again. Um, And it just wasn't in the plans that way for us. I think a lot of times the expectations too, when you come in, when
0: you're using donor sperm, you think, gosh, I'm healthy. I should be able to get pregnant right away. And, you know, in reality, exposure to sperm takes a while, you know, several months for most couples to Mm -hmm. be able to conceive. And I think sometimes with couples who are using donor sperm they just don't understand that you know even if you didn't it after
2: the second try, it's just you're human like yes. everybody else mm-hmm. and and I think that's kind of
1: a hard thing to deal with. Sure. Did you guys talk to a counselor at any point during the process? No, we we didn't, but uh, that bringing in our moms and I, I, I mean, our dads are super supportive too, but honestly speaking to our moms was like therapeutic for us. Cause we, when I tell you that we're close to them, we, I, we talked to both of our moms at, a few times a day, at least. Sure. Um, so it, it was harder for us not to say to them, like, we have an appointment at 10 o'clock to go to the clinic, right? That was difficult to, they'd be like, oh, you're in the car. Where are you heading to? And then any other occasion, we'd be honest and say, oh, I'm just coming from school or doing whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't, we didn't, we would have gone to a counselor if we need, if that came, you know, was necessary. And actually during the initial, um, like intro to your clinic that Mm -hmm. was an offering that was something that and we we had taken that pamphlet and said yeah we're not opposed to it if if it gets to that point we might want to because we didn't want to get ever get too discouraged that we just stopped altogether Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and that's actually probably one of the biggest risks that anybody takes with fertility treatment is the frustration factor Mm -hmm. and and especially with IUIs where you've got inherently lower success rate and when when it works it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. but but you guys also went through it where where it didn't work and it didn't stick and and that's that's hard not to take personally but when you were moving forward in it, I mean, we we had also been having conversations all along about we're going to do shared maternity. And the plan was always to get Danielle pregnant first using her own eggs and then to move on to Courtney. Because mm-hmm. the nice thing is that you both have all the equipment necessary, <laughs> which is phenomenal. And one of the more fun things when we're working with our our female couples is you, you really do have more options. Mm-hmm. So how were those discussions at home of who wants to do what, when and how? For how long? For us, that was part of it. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: and then we, since we originally planned, um, you know, starting with with out with Danielle with IUI, when um, we did move on to IVF, um, we just kind of thought we're going to stick with the original plan of we'll start with her egg first, mm-hmm. uh, and that, and so we just. I guess, stuck to that um, there. And there was a lot of back and forth of, are we both going to go through retrievals? Um, mm-hmm. I think one of us pushed a little bit more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> she got her way. Yeah. And and I'm happy that we did it uh, today. Just at the time when you're going through it, it seems like a lot. and um, But we've said multiple times over the last few months that we're glad that we did it. And we have a plan in place when we're ready to go for number two. Yeah.
3: So what was it like when you were choosing your donor sperm? That was, uh, out of all of the things, that was
1: really um, not my favorite. (laughs) I felt felt like I was picking a toy out of a Toys R Us (laughs) catalog. And and again, the research. So we've been to school for a lot of years between the two of us. So we really like to read and then we believe in what we read. So it's difficult when you go on to... fabulous websites. I think they did an amazing job of trying to capture as much information about the donors as they can, but all that spiraling in the back of our brain is how much of this is true and how do they know what his
3: best interest is and all of that stuff. But, um, what would you cho- What would you change about that part of the process? If you could ch- change it to make it better for uh, other couples in your situation? <laughs>
2: I think just go in with an open mind. Um, You kind of, when we first started, we had maybe um, characteristics or, you know, a plan we were looking for. Um, And as with probably the whole process is uh, we quickly realized that anything we planned wasn't probably going to happen that way. So just be prepared and flexible.
1: Um, You can't look at every single detail, right? Sometimes more information is not as helpful as you think it is. Yeah, so it becomes overwhelming. overwhelming. Yeah. yeah,
0: more is not more.
1: Yeah, They give you um, like the donor's health history that they've hand scored for themselves, right? And everything looks great. And then all of a sudden there'll be some random cousin that they listed having some very random thing that I never even heard of. But then you Google it and you think, oh man, what if that then transfers and to then the baby?
3: <laughs> we
2: then met with genetic counselors. Yeah. And said. Like, the,
0: the Google black hole is a very oh deep black hole. Yes. with strong gravity. Paul.
2: Yes. And I think we got caught up. We always laugh and say, you know, analysis paralysis. Yeah. And, yes. you know, like we need to put an end to this madness and like start making forward yeah. progress. So
1: My response about what would we tell other people is to start earlier than when we did. Right. We didn't even start looking at donors. We knew we wanted a family forever, but we didn't start looking for donors until we had made the commitment to like start the actual process and go to the fertility clinic. And then I felt like we could have used more time like as it was. Was. we still did like a full it, year. Not that anyone or.
2: was... Pre- we were pressuring ourselves. Yeah. And then it's the age clock, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. And-,
1: and you're looking at the computer after our long days at work and you're, you know, one night you select then 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just... Yeah, but we did... We were really... It, as it turns out for the donor that we ended up picking, because we both were able to get on computers at different times to look through the same um, air, the same companies that had them, it turned out that this one person was a favorite for both of us on the night. So on one night together when it was like a new person. So we were like, oh, it was meant to be. We're just stopping. Like, yes. Don't second guess anymore. Just you got to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it I've
3: had a number of couples that they've independently gone and tried to pick out donors. And they're always so excited when and both people end up picking that yeah, same, same person yes. it, it, it's really neat how that happens yeah
0: and so many women when they come into us they're really worried about how is this going to impact me emotionally am I going to be a royal pain in the neck am I going to be crying all the time and you didn't do that just for one of you you did it for both of you in relatively short order and so how was home during that? I mean, <laughs> you're both still here and smiling. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so we know it worked out okay in the end, but how was it in the middle of that?
1: I, I, I think it was the best idea that we had to do the, <laughs> my retrieval first and then hers. It, and it could have been vice versa, hers and then mine. But when you're, um, we were really um, sensitive to this idea that medication was going to make us a little wonky. So it, we had this heightened sense of, um, oh, I'm a little tired or I'm extra frustrated. And I like we would say to each other, hey, I know I just walked in the door and you've not even said anything to me, but I'm like I'm like frustrated for no good reason. So I'm just letting you know in case and then we'd have a good laugh over it because we'd be like, like OK, I'm going to go upstairs then just in case you like, <laughs> in case today's the day you actually explode. But we never thankfully had those explosions. It was more emotional. But at the same, I don't know if that was really medication or if it's really it's an emotional thing anyway. It, so.
3: It's a stressful thing to go through. I, I I went through IVF myself, and I remember getting off the phone with the nurse and crying yeah. over nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, after mm-hmm. my retrieval, um, everything was you emotional. know, it was just tears would come, and and it, it's just so many hopes and dreams are hanging on that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So for to so to keep it all together,
1: so that you're just already in that state of be extra sensitive to the person that you're with for that whole time was really helpful because then it was we
2: and, used a lot of jokes that were thrown yeah. around but at the same time those maybe probably went a little too far at times yeah. so then we <laughs> had to realize no, 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 Real she, didn't, she,
3: yeah, she didn't
1: take that one let's go back <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it and it was um, nice to have the same experience between the two of us too because you know you at the whole like uh, getting bloated while you're taking the medication to, in preparation for retrieval you describe it but then somebody else when they're going through it it was so great mm-hmm. too when she be like oh my gosh my pants really don't fit and i'm like i know i told you right so or was, the
2: shots. so i i yeah. was the second retrieval yeah. so i think danielle enjoyed giving me oh, the shots yeah. or watching
1: me give myself <laughs> the shots a little bit more yeah. so
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> how did you both fit all of that because you both have super busy just daily schedules and how do you weave that into the course of of the fertility treatments as you're doing it but um
2: Oh, I just a lot of planning, and your office was fantastic. There was a lot of early appointments, which yeah. was really helpful for us um, because we could come in before work. And then, um, you know, our work day or schedule stayed on track for us, and um, the shots for the majority or the medications we were doing at night. Um, yeah, we
1: did have to, we called a couple of times to say, hey, they told us that we should do it at like a 6 p.m. What's how, like, how bad will it be if we do it at a 7 yeah. or 8 p.m.? And and they were, were really honest. Some of them were like, no, you have to do it on this time. And we made it work. But um, it was nice to know that if we gave it at 7.05 instead of at 7, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. the eggs weren't yeah. leaving my body. <laughs> we have
2: a few probably good stories or locations where we were um, giving yeah. shots. And
0: What's the craziest place where you ever gave a shot? Not like in the backside, but...
1: Oh, no. General
2: yeah. location. Environment. Environment. One of the concerts we were and going one, to. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we were in uh, a bathroom at one of the hotels. And I'm like, we're going to get questioned, you know, for doing this. We, for, for bringing in a needle, yeah. you know, through the
1: security for it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, you both look like you are real <laughs> hell raisers here. I mean, yeah.
1: Totally, And we, um, you know, we had the teen, like teenage girls giggling because we, uh, after we gave the shot in the bathroom of some, of one of the hotels where yeah. the concert is, um, we didn't want to dispose of the needle in the garbage can, even though, you know, you know, somebody else would have been just fine, but because we had the caps and everything. But I was like, nope, we will go over to the security guard and kindly tell him we'd like to surrender our <laughs> yeah. so that they could put, and they really did have like the sharps bucket container. back there. but yeah. uh-huh. then you get the look of why are they having, yeah, like, they had
2: a- no idea where the sharps yeah. container was because they had never been asked
1: that before <laughs> yeah. anyway so yeah they, clearly we weren't doing drugs although that's what in our brains yeah. we were giggling about We're like what if we think we're doing drugs and we're <laughs> well
0: I mean like, you yeah. were doing yeah. drugs yeah. Yeah.
1: legal
0: drugs yeah. 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 for a different for reason. a very good purpose yeah. yeah yeah so how did how did labor and delivery and the whole pregnancy process go I mean did you encounter anything different going to the OBGYN's office or anything unusual or was it pretty smooth sailing it was not smooth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Danielle literally vomited every day of pregnancy. Every and day. Oh. so and we were expecting it, you know, initially morning sickness and all of that. And then it kind of got to a point where I was thinking, well, maybe this isn't quite so normal. Um, but we of course, um, asked the doctor and it was, it was still okay. But as then, long as
1: I was gaining a, a little, weight, yeah. I didn't, my, um, My mom and sister both gained 50 plus pounds in pregnancy, so I was fully prepared to be this giant whale. You know, <laughs> and then I couldn't keep food down for the life of me. And it was, that was the struggle. But it, I was, I always tell everybody I was the happiest puking person ever. I mean, I just, I had toothbrushes and mouthwash and <laughs> a trash floss, can in her car. And, and a trash can in my car. And I figured out how to brush my teeth. And, and it just as every day, it just became so normal. It was pretty awful. But
2: but from other friends who have been pregnant, I don't, I didn't take that as a normal story. Yeah. So, <laughs> not to scare anyone but out there. The yeah. nice
3: thing is every pregnancy is different yes so yeah there's hope for number two exactly is what i'm saying just because that happened with number one doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen yeah
2: i told her she was getting all the all of that part out of the way and number two is going to be smooth sailing so
3: there
1: was a, a period where i was having cravings and we'd never really eat a ton of fast food but there was a period that we would um I would say I feel like a random McGriddle sandwich from McDonald's that I had never had, but I saw on TV. (laughs) I would go to these places and and get the food and then I'd have every intention of eating it. And as soon as I'd walk in the house, I'd get too sick. So Courtney had come home from work and there was like McDonald's one day and Baskin Robbins and Wendy's (laughs) all sitting on the counter because I couldn't eat it. And she's like, oh great, one of the two of us is getting bigger and it's not you. (laughs) So that's okay. But yeah, and then uh, labor and delivery was it was just so, it, he was so great. Yeah. It, it was hard. I went into labor on a, like 545 on a Sunday and he came out Tuesday at 930. So it was long. My Ooh, water broke. And so yeah. in our mind, we thought, oh, we read everything that says if your water breaks 24 hours later, they'll make sure you have that baby. And that did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it's amazing how babies run the show yeah, yeah. one way or the other, whether it's, oh, yeah, we'll we'll have the water break, but we won't actually contract yeah, for a little while. Right. And...
2: Oh, or
1: dilate was the... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It, we were actually... Pa- it, so that was a week before her due date, and we were actually packing the hospital bag, and mm-hmm. I kind of joked, because it took us a few hours which to get everything have.
1: off the bed. Yep. Yeah, first the checklist, right? Then <laughs> <we put it laughs> the bed, and then... Yep, and
2: I said, well, good thing we took care of that, because it was much later than we probably planned, I said, because it's not like your water was going to break, and we were just gonna throw that all in the bag and probably within two minutes he said, I think my water just broke and wow and yeah. it yeah. went. So yeah.
3: babies tell when babies come. Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. But our parents um both were there at the hospital. Um and so and even mine came from California. So he the baby was giving enough time for my parents to is apparently what yeah. <laughs> i child. Yeah. child. I
0: hope he continues on that trend I as he gets older and, uh, is meeting all the rest of his milestones. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you would tell other couples who are going through about this process, things you wish you had known or things that would have made it easier to get through?
1: I don't know if it, um, I don't have anything that would make it easier, but I, anybody who is going through this if they have access to find somebody who has gone through it to be able to ask all the silly questions to in between doctor's appointments, even though we were at your clinic probably twice a week for however long, right? Uh There's still like just the, Hey, I'm sort of like, I have a headache. Do you think that could have anything to do with this medication? Just the silly things that really did make a difference to be able to ask our friends who had just gone through it.
2: And I would just say, keep as open of a mind as you can, you know, you can have all the plans in the world and it may not happen that way, but in the end, it's all, Totally, totally,
1: totally worth, worth it. it. Yeah, so true. You would have been very proud of us, Doctor Beating, because we the book that with all the plans in it that we had. Uh-huh. By the time we got to the labor part, the birth plan was literally just healthy baby, healthy mom, and that's all. <laughs> I am
0: so that proud of both of you. <laughs> that is
3: the most beautiful birth plan. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. yes I am so proud of you for before going that with that for your
1: birthday, That was a solid three years in the making though, that you had to deal with all of our stuff first. So (laughs) you had to deal with the brunt of it.
0: No, it was good. And I am so excited for both of you. And I'm excited that we're going to do a shared maternity cycle somewhere along the line here, whenever you guys decide you're ready for number two. Um, like you mentioned before. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, thank you for oh, having, having us. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks for everything you've done for us to make yes. a family. Couldn't do it without you, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: nothing makes me happier Mm -hmm. for sure well thank you so much for joining us and i'm here with dr abby eblen from the nashville fertility center dr susan hudson from texas fertility center and i'm dr carrie Bedient from the fertility center of las vegas come see us if you need us we're always here and we will be back soon take
3: care bye bye